0: Hi, this is Tony Silva. And Charles Wiz. And this is episode 83 of Two Teachers Talking. And Charles and I get together, talk about teaching, teaching English. Teaching English in Japan, and um, today we're talking about not teaching, but actually quitting and uh, uh, trying to figure out when it's time to move on and um, how to do that, when to do that, all that kind of
1: stuff. But not into the next world or the next life, right? <laughs> no, and just a,
0: not- just, a, just, a, just your, you know, whatever your work situation is, and you just say, okay, this is a, a change is needed, and uh, what do you do about that, or how do you even determine whether you're at that point or not?
1: And this is not retirement. This is for example, if you're at a job that you're not enjoying or you're at a job that is just not fitting you or it's just, as you said, it's time to move on. How do you do that? How do you know it's the right time?
0: Yeah. yeah, And for most of us, retirement isn't Okay. It's a choice it's something that's thrust upon us that's our generation yes our generation
1: and this is also by the way not not like when you say time to move on because somebody has asked me to move on
0: <laughs> yeah it's not about getting fired
1: <laughs> yeah you're right right so that's a, it's it's a it's a thing i think we all go through right um especially with the uh, the system in japan where people are working different gigs right they'll mm. be at one school Yeah, and, part-timers or, yeah we're all over the place well even full-timers have part-time jobs yeah 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 Right, and that's just the way things work here. It's an interesting system.
0: So, you got get any good stories? Um, last well, last time you quit, don't want to share. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too well, much information. <laughs>
1: well, I think yeah, it's it's an interesting. Well, <laughs> if you
0: don't want, to, I mean, I got stories. If you don't want, to, why, don't you start? If you, why don't you? You, well, if you don't want. No, to open I was up. just
1: well, actually, I was trying to sift through which is funny because when you ask that when you ask that i think it's kind of um i was gets to like regression to the mean almost <laughs> i was trying to think that you know the jobs have basically balanced out evenly between really excellent places to work mm. and when i say an excellent place to work um i mean that meets all the criteria of you know students who or, you know are, are joy to have in the class um Administration and people who are running the school and the people you're interacting with who are committed to education and understand education and can ex- understand what it's like to be a teacher and really be supportive of that to the complete opposite extreme where you'll get a combination of students who are just not interested in language learning or English or don't know how to learn or are not interested in being students. The administration has no interest in your well-being. They're not committed to education in a true sense of the word, and their systems and procedures and the way they interact with you and the people you interact with you are all, you know, causing you stress and just it's like, this is not fun. And I guess if I looked at it, I don't know, Tony, how is it for you? It's about <laughs> 50-50, you think? It's almost dead even?
0: Uh, I don't know. At, at this point, there's been so many different schools. Which I'm just laughing at myself here because when you started talking, I, I took out a pad of paper. You're laughing to, at me because I started uh, talking. Because okay. it was I a, that part. <laughs> I said, oh, this is going to be a great topic. It's like, you know, how do you tell a place is a good place to work? And then by the time you get done talking, I just crossed it. Up. I was like, oh, well, he covered that. pretty much. <laughs> 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 That topic is dead. <laughs> so well, it took an hour episode. <laughs> Into the thirty-five seconds.
1: <laughs> well, I think the listeners are pleased with that. But <laughs> I'm sure you know, that's really what it boils down to is those are the the, the the issues. Those are how I would look at it. The hard part is that it's a rare situation where everything adds up all completely positively or all completely negatively. And I think this is where what we want to talk about is what do you do when you're in that middle ground where, you know, and and we've all had this one where you love your students and the students are great regardless of their level. It's a joy being in the classroom, but the way the school is run or the way they treat you or the person you're dealing with is just breaking it down. And then there's the other side, which is where you get a really good organization really good person to work with or a couple people to work with who really understand things, but the student in your classroom experience isn't completely positive. So, you know, it's always that weighing and balancing. So now that I've kind of phrased everything and described everything, why don't you tell us a story?
0: <laughs> now that we're done with the episode, uh, let's see. So um, just to, to b- before we get to the story, just to bounce off what you said before, it's like, yeah, for me, my experience, I guess, um, I guess the, I My experience is schools have been way more in the middle, have not been really great places, not been really terrible places. There's been a couple of really, a couple, not many, really great places and there's been a couple of really terrible places, but most of them are not either. Most of the most of the places have been kind of in the middle and it's when, and, and there, ha, you know, when I've changed schools and there have been many times when I've changed schools over the last 25 years. I don't. I don't know how many schools I've taught at. It must it has to be more than twenty, or maybe twenty-five. I don't know, um, but a lot. And um, when making the decision to to move on, um, yeah, a lot of that was a it really took some thought and some you know careful consideration about pluses and minuses and so forth. So, for example, in fact, just to, kind of to leading into the story. Um, the last time that I quit was exactly that situation. But it was a this was a change. Okay? So, so so the situation changed. It was uh I was teaching in a school and it was um it was a long commute. School's in the middle of nowhere, um northern Kobe. It took a long time to get there. And um I only had three classes there. Um, but the the, the classes were a joy. Um I I taught uh, you know basic conversation to two sections of uh, uh, education majors, which as you know are, are a joy to teach because I mean they're all going to be teachers. They're basically good people at heart, of course, like all of us. <coughs> <laughs> and uh, then he I was had, not talking about me. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had an elective class, like the internet English class, and 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 the the conversation classes were about eighteen students, and my my elective class was about ten students. Um, they're were, they're were all women. Um, didn't work with any jerks, uh. And there was one guy in the administration that was there with his thumb in the dike that was preserving this um, English program. And then he retired, and everything for the for that what would have been the following gear went to hell. Um, they decided to. Uh, mix all the majors together. They would track the students um, and reshuffle them at the end of the semester. Increase class size to 35 to 45. And the textbook that they were going to use <clears throat> in the first semester was the uh, Toic textbook. And in the fall semester, they were going to use the Toic workbook. And I looked at that and I says, gentlemen, ladies,
1: I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, but it it, it was going to no longer going to be the same school. I mean, the classes were going to be completely different. And that was, that was really hard. That was hard because that was, it was really I uh, can't say it was like a day off, but it was it really, you could go, I could go in on that day and I could teach and the students appreciated it. It was really sweet and it just disappeared. So that was, that was kind of, I mean, it was hurtful. It was hard, but it was an easy decision. Okay.
1: <sighs> I think that happens often. There's, mm-hmm. we can talk about that, but there's one person who really makes a difference. Yeah.
0: Whether well, you know, it, it, whether it's one person or it's, there's something in the situation that changes. And suddenly the place is very different than it used to be. And it's like, yeah, and sometimes Policy you, change, just, you right? just can't do it. And it's just like, I'm out, you know, and, and you're gone, right? Um, the other thing, to start like going down a list, right? The other thing that's happened to me um, is when I moved, um, I moved, had to move, at 1995 earthquake, uh, moved into the city of Osaka. And I was here for several years. While, it, while I was here, I got, in Osaka, I got a job very far south osaka then after some time i decided i was going to move back to to where you are like toward nishinomiya kobe suddenly that school was more than 2 hours away and it's like well i it wasn't you know and it, it wasn't a great situation but there was nothing nothing too terrible about it I mean, the coordinator was a micromanager and but it wasn't it wasn't terribly wrong it just kind of and, and the kids were good, and everything else. And the, but, but even from Osaka, the, the commute was hard, and then from from Kobe was untenable. Um, I haven't had this happen for a long time. I haven't heard stories about it for a long time, but there was a time when there were a lot of universities making big salary cuts, and um, the, the the place that I talked about, but I just not not the fir- the second place, but the first place, with they had the three classes. Um, I lucked into that job because prior to my working there, they were a very, very high-paying school, Mm. and they cut the salaries of the teachers to what basically is normal, right? It was, let's say, it's about 30,000 yen per coma. But they were paying much more than that before, and so a lot of people quit, and so there were a lot of openings, and lucky for me, um, um, I, got in. I thought I was lucky cause I was happy to get the, the standard rate cause I it wasn't, never was able to cash in on those, those other higher salaries and you know, we're student, we're places paid, you know, like over, over 40 and 45. I remember those. Yeah. I've never had that. So, um, I was happy to have, you know, that, you know, what I thought considered rather cush situation, you know, three classes, good students, small classes. I said, this is great. I, I was happy to do that. Mm. Um, there's yeah we've talked about the individual changes, but yeah cha- it, the administration changes in the curriculum, uh changes in different policies, and yet you know, we've had a lot of that in recent years, you know too, like with the like the extended semesters in the last ten years um and sometimes that's the straw that breaks the camel's back, you know, you're at a place and it's not great and the students aren't great and you're not, and then maybe it's a bad commute and the money's not so good and everything else, but you are allowed, you know, to take a few days off during the semester. Um, and, uh, the policy changes and it's like, okay, well, suddenly you've got to work two or three more weeks a semester than you did before. And the salary's the same. It's like, well, if I'm going to have to work 15 weeks or in some cases, 16, um, I, uh, this place that's not going to work for me. I need to find a better place to spend those 16 weeks.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking, right, the policy change, the one that's really, really irritating is the one that now requires us to work on holidays.
0: Mm, which is especially onerous for like Monday classes, right?
1: Right. And who do you know anyone who doesn't have Monday classes?
0: No, I don't It's
1: funny, I I know people who don't have like Thursday classes or Friday class But everybody I know has a Monday class But this idea that now holidays are no longer holidays Right But yeah, I think you've kind of described pretty much a lot of the situations that people will find themselves in For me, um, it's, well the question is How long does it take you to discover that a place is not a good fit? Hmm Sometimes it's really obvious from the first week or two weeks. Sometimes it's very very obvious. <laughs> have you ever found yourself I'm sorry Tony, but have mm-hmm. you ever found yourself accepting a job that you knew was not going to be a good fit? <sighs> or have you had the temerity to uh, you know, walk away from those?
0: I've had I think I've had both. There 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 have been there have been jobs that I've just said no thank you to. And I and and it was it was really kind of funny because the the, the person really couldn't comprehend. He's like, "You don't understand. I'm offering you the job." I said, "No, I do understand. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm saying no. <laughs> I don't want the job." And yeah, I said, "Just no. I could not." And that mm. it, in that case, it was yeah, really obvious that you know I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I can't remember in that specific case whether it was because I didn't want to work for him or under him. Um, or if it was just like the, the way that the, the things were set up in terms of like class size and organization and so forth, it's like, uh no, thank you. I, I, I don't, I don't have to do this. <laughs> I don't have to subject myself to this. Um, and there have been others where, yeah, um, I know this is, well, certainly I know this is not ideal. And I said, I really don't think I'm going to be happy here, but got to (laughs) eat and um yeah and then i I took the job anyway even knowing that it wasn't the right fit as you said
1: so i guess we'd have to divide it into there's kind of two categories here one where you really just don't have a choice maybe you're at the beginning of your career or you have certain financial needs and you can't say no to a job right and then there's a point where maybe you're Long enough into the career where you have a few more options, you know more people, you've been able to fine-tune things, and you can say no to jobs. Right, and I think we're right. We're probably somewhere in between those. I think the need for money never goes away.
0: I think but, everybody is. I think we're all you know, somewhere on the continuum. In like right, a but I think we're a little bit
1: closer. We're a little bit closer to where we could pick and choose. I think.
0: I know I am, and I'm very feel very yeah. very, very fortunate. Right, yeah, and, yeah I've been able. to. To tell you, you talked about before about like my experience things and like over the years, right, twenty five plus, um, have been able to kind of hop frog my way up the from one you know trade tra- trading one that's not so good for one that's better and moving myself up where. I'm, no, I'm you know for, for part time teacher, I'm I'm sitting pretty, right? I'm pretty damn lucky.
1: Well, I think most of the people I know who have been here for a while could say that. Mm. It's basically, it's it's as you said, it's a matter of trading up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? You get an offer, and when we say trading up, we mean either by teaching at a school, let's say, that has students who are more committed to learning and learning English or a better place to work in terms of administration or maybe closer to your home.
0: Yeah, administration, coworkers, uh, curriculum expectations of the teacher, the students you've got, the classes you've got, the size of the classes, salary. I mean, all of that, all of that plays a role, and, um, you know, different people have different priorities um for some people it's all about the money for some people it's all about the students for some people it's you know um career advancement it's everybody's got a different angle on it and it's going to factor into your um decision that i think the important thing is to take take enough time and effort to sit down and figure out exactly what your priorities are and in this particular whatever situation you you're you're questioning um with that school the position at that school how well does that serve your priorities uh and that's not always that easy well that's where we should go right yeah
1: well that's where we need to go is to talk about that Mm. um is to say to people okay so let's say you've decided you have a list of priorities and for most of the people i know i think that the student interaction is probably number one if Teachers are having really positive classroom experiences that they will pretty much put curriculum, you know, let's say an imposed curriculum. Right. And I use the word imposed (laughs) intentionally, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, administration, you find you find a way to
0: work around it.
1: You can always, yes, right, and 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 work with it. You can work around it. You can work with it. You can take any of those things and really – it's really – the only time it gets really, really difficult, I think, is is when they turn a curriculum into a test preparation curriculum.
0: (laughs) Well, that's that's the one I talked about before, right?
1: Right, but that's the real hard one to modify.
0: And, um, yeah, yeah, and and, and, as you said, I think the the hard – I think anybody – I'm projecting, but just what you just said, when you've got a – positive classroom situation where you got a good interaction with the students, regardless of everything else that's going around in in the, in the work environment, you know, boss, administration, curriculum, coworkers, and everything else, that's real hard to walk away from. Mm. And, you know, and maybe, maybe it's, it's something you shouldn't walk away from. I don't know. I mean, again, people have different priorities, but that one is tough. Uh, but sometimes, oh. sometimes that gets pulled away from you, right? So <clears throat> I'll talk about a certain university uh, where I was at. And it, we were pre- really, you know, pretty on top of things. Coordinator <laughs> kind of knew what he was doing. A uh, lot of lot of bottom up teacher input, and we, you know, kind of kind of a new school and uh, small classes, and uh, a really solid core of part time teachers that worked together and put things together, and we had. Great stuff going on in the classroom uh and then there was a change and that coordinator left uh cause and effect blah, blah, blah. uh and the following year they opened the floodgates it went from you know classes of fifteen women it was it was a, it started off as a women's university uh opened up the floodgates and then we had forty students of you know, mixed, men and women, boys and girls, um, of, just basically, if you submit an application, you got in. And the the classes were reminiscent of the lowest classes that I had when I first came to Japan, South Osaka at Asemongako. All uh, well, these are all the kids who, you know, back before the, when they were st- the t- the dearth of students was not a huge problem. The kids who still couldn't get into universities uh, ended up at the seminario, and it was uh, rough. And I walked into this classroom. And I was like, "Oh man, I know you guys. <laughs> I've taught you before." <laughs> I was like, "I never thought I'd see you guys again." <laughs> oh man, and that was that was a hard year. And then the next year, I was out of there. <laughs> Yeah, out. well, I think,
1: how long did it take for the entire staff to turn over? I don't know, but I was out of there the next year. <laughs> I didn't look back.
0: <laughs> I said, I'm out. I'm out. So, yeah, yeah. It, you know, that, that one flip, right? It just goes from being your best school to your worst school. And it's right. like, that, that, again, that was a no-brainer. That one was easy. Just right. like the other one we talked about. Those two decisions I made, those were the easiest decisions to quit I've ever made in my life.
1: It's interesting because I've seen the flip from good to bad, but I've really quickly you know occur within a semester to a year, and usually that's a personnel change. somebody moves on, somebody leaves um and this occasionally it'll be because of some policy shift policy change, but I've rarely seen negative go to positive mm. I'm thinking about that. Have I been at a school that was neg- you know, not so good that improved over time? That's unusual, I think.
0: I I can say or I will venture to say and you'll and, maybe, and, and I think you'll enjoy hearing this. I might be seeing that right now. Um, I'm at a school. I don't know if I should mention the name. I won't mention I won't mention the name. Well, we've never
1: mentioned names, so let's not start okay. now.
0: So I'm at a school and, and there was a there was a, a very good coordinator and uh she she wrote her on both the staff, the teaching staff and the Kiomika. She and she was tough and she, she really held it all in check. She left. This is maybe like ten years ago. And things pretty not not as dramatically as these other two instances, but but pretty things, pretty, her, let's just say that her absence was felt. And, uh, about two years ago, three years ago, someone, a, f- a friend of yours, um, uh, was hired full-time at the university and has become the coordinator and looking at the people that she has hired, uh, or the school has hired as full-time people, um, and what she's done at the school, um, a very, very difficult task, but I think she's turning it around. I think she's making this a a change from a negative to a positive. I can't, I certainly can't, sorry kids, I can't say that with this year's crop of kids that I have. I had some, I had some angels last year. Uh, The class they were just, the first year English majors that I had were just amazing. Um, This year has not been that great, but Again, my own my own personal classroom experience aside, I think she's doing a really. I think she's doing a really good job. I think for that school, just treading water would be considered a success, and I think she's making it better.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's maybe a good thing to mention is especially for people who are not too experienced in the field. I mean, people under let's say five years or or seven eight years, one year does not make. A quitting decision.
0: That's very very true. And so when you're, it's got to be
1: two to three years in a row, I think, or unless it's really an extreme situation where there's just so many bad things that happen. And it's
0: obvious sometimes it's.
1: But that's an outlier. But that's an outlier. Usually you'll um, you'll you could have a bad year. It could be you know just somebody you know it could be somebody in the rotation who was put in charge of the Mm -hmm. the the language program for example. Maybe it's going
0: to change another two years. Right, and that
1: happens a whole bunch of times, but I think what we're really talking about here is when you're you know, you know, you should or you don't know, but you're you feel like you should move on. So I think one way to think about it is that there hasn't been any progress. If they if you're at a place that you think is not so positive, and you're thinking that maybe it's time to move on. If after two years, there's been no positive changes, nothing has really moved in a direction significantly enough to make it a better place to work, then that's a good time to start looking at other jobs.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, big picture is really important. And, um, like, you know, you know, things, reasons like, like, well, you wouldn't want to quit. It's like, sometimes, and sometimes it's, you know, frankly, sometimes it's you, um, you know, maybe you're just bored and, you know, that's the case. Well, you know, shake it up. I mean, get it, use a different textbook, take a whole nother approach. I mean, really look at what you're doing. Maybe you're the problem. <laughs> Really, I mean, sometimes, sometimes hmm. it is you, um,
1: right? It's, hmm? Yeah, and sometimes it's just not a good fit. Yes, also where you yes. can't, you can't. It might be a reasonably good place to work, but who you are and how you approach things might not be appropriate.
0: Right, right. So we've talked like a, a number of times here about like the like coordinated programs. Some people love that. Some people love being able to show up. Look in their mouth and say, okay, this, I'm, today I'm doing page 75 to 78. Like, okay, it's, this place is great. The people, everything's nice. They do all the work. They do all the work for me. I don't have to do any preparation. I just go in and I, and I do what I have to do. And I says, yeah, no, I'm not a good fit for that situation. But other people are, right? And yes. that's, a, that's a very real thing. And a lot of times uh, other things that, you know, there are problems, whether it's with students whether it's with coworkers or whether it's a boss, Um, there might be solutions. Once you you really kind of identify what you think are the problems are, make sure that it really is the problem, once the problem is definitively identified, Um, see if there are other solutions to that problem that you might not have considered, right?
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, Tony, thinking about how many times have I taken jobs that's, I knew we're not going to be a good fit Mm -hmm. versus how many times have I taken jobs that really felt like a good fit and how often those intuitions were wrong.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And for somebody who's again, starting out in the field, it's really hard to know what those, when to trust your intuition and when not to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just going to give an, I think it's important that, it's a hard thing to say and it's really true but there really are institutional cultures and there are certain institutions that everyone knows that are famous for being good positive places to work as a teacher and there are places that are just well known for being terrible places
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and the the only common thing that i can find is that pretty much most of the really positive places never claim to be positive places (laughs) and pretty much the negative places are really convinced that they're positive places to work and they have no idea they don't listen um and that's something you want to really try to figure out because that's going to cause trouble down the road is when you are in a position and you kind of start getting inklings that this might not be right for you because then you have to take responsibility because, you know, you're mm-hmm. feeling it somewhere in the interview or initially mm-hmm. that, hey, this is not right. But begin, I'm thinking that most of the time for me, the problems really revolve around the, I guess, the institutional culture. And that I'm going to include curriculum approaches to education and teaching and personnel management. What do you think
0: um yeah I, i'm I'm with you hundred percent and we we that's actually was a couple of couple of my favorite episodes that we've done we talked about uh, school culture one about you know the students one about administration goes about two years ago yeah and that's um because yes talking about this situation with quitting and stuff that is for me anyway that's absolutely key and it's 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 a little bit hard to it's not hard to, to identify I mean, you can identify it you can feel it it's palpable um you can you can feel it just like walking on campus and yeah okay, maybe we're not as we're not as infallible as like to think we are and with you know our experience and blah blah blah, but it's i don't know i for myself it's like for myself I can kind of tell it's like okay this this place doesn't feel right for me i can I can feel that pretty early on and trying to figure out what the much more difficult is trying to figure out what are the factors that contribute to that and in in what measure you know in terms of the administration um the curriculum itself the interaction between uh, the teachers and the administration and um but more than any of that is the effect that all those things have on the students and how it affects uh their their you know behavior in the classroom or their interaction with the teacher in the classroom and the gamut is so wide; it is so different. I, uh, am always continuous. I'm just completely amazed by how different the the cultures are and the, the big difference that it has. Uh, mm. And again, we talked about, uh, you know, a a, a a a a curriculum that's imposed on us, right? And yeah, one one of my situ in one of my schools, I, I had a like a. A school that I really love teaching at, and one of the schools, one of the classes, was changed to a very coordinated, very tightly controlled um, program, which you know, if you if you've listened, you know that how I how that would bristle um, with me, and, but you know, certainly one of the three classes that's not enough for me to consider quitting or leaving because really it's a it's a great it is a great place to work. And, uh, love the students and stuff like And yeah, you, you find a way to work around it. It's like, yeah, okay. just it's, it's, yeah, uh, coordinated programs tonight, we just don't get along. And this was imposed and it's like, okay, well, I uh, step back big picture, as, as you said before. It's like, okay, what can I do with this? How much leeway do I have and stuff like this? And, yeah, you 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 find a way to kind of make it work. And so yeah, walking away from a, a school um for for so, something for a because of a problem that might have a different solution. Um yeah, it could be a, you know, cutting off your nose despite your face. Could be a big mistake.
1: Yeah. I have a couple of responses to that. The first one is I would think or in my experience is that it's always a mistake walking away from a school where you really love the classroom. Mhm. That just even if you can get better money, it's usually not worth it. Correct. That's that's in my experience is that having that the experience of being in a classroom where you're just charged, excited, and the students are giving you back a lot and you're going in and you're enthusiastic and the students are enthusiastic. And even if it's paying less than other schools, that that positive energy is just going to benefit you and just going to seep into all your teaching. So I would think twice about leaving a school where you're really having positive classroom experiences, you know. Um,
0: yes, I yes, well, yeah, absolutely, 100% agree.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other side then is at a school where you're not having positive experiences, that that's going to take its toll. Right. That's going to take its toll, and you need to be careful about that. Um, and it can it
0: can infect like everything it can affect your your teaching at, at other places it can it affect your home life it can affect your health
1: well both ways right yeah. if you're having a positive experience right. in the classroom and it or a negative um, so i think it's a real simple thing if you've got one of those places you're working and it's just a joy to be in the classroom um that's that's the last one you should really throw away unless there were really extenuating circumstances The flip side is even if you're being paid really well, but you're having a really bad time or you're not enjoying, it's not a good fit between you and the students or for a variety of reasons. And this is, we're not talking about personnel or um, issues, administration issues or school culture, just that you're not having a good time continuously over a number of years in the classroom. And you're not driven by excessive financial need for whatever reason, then, you know, you might want to look for something else that will make you feel better. Um, My experience is that I don't think I've left too many positive teaching jobs. Those I've held on to, even when they haven't paid well. And that seems to have benefited me over time.
0: Uh, Yes, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and you're right that it does just, it just seeps into the rest of your life. It'll Mm. seep, you know, you'll start loathing those days. So Mm -hmm. if you wake up, for example, and you just don't want to go in, mm. and that's how you feel every week, week in, week out, then it's good. It's a pretty good metric. A pretty good indicator use, time for a change. Right, yeah. that you need a change. Mm. Um, but that has to be consistent and continuous because the nature of the job is that right. it's, you can have good days and bad days. Yeah, we're going to have – yeah. You know, sometimes I think, like, you know, this is the best job in the world. And there are other days where I think, why am I doing this? Right. Um, and part of the problem also is the degree that we cannot express those opinions and talk about those feelings, especially at that institution. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a pretty much a constructive way, because a lot of times you'll be in an institution that's not very positive, and everybody's in gripe mode. Mm hmm. The worst thing that happens is when you're at a place where everybody seems to be having a good time, and you're not, Hmm. right? And then you really don't have the opportunity to talk, and it's hard to figure out what's going on. Hmm. Because I think it's what you said, Tony, sometimes it is you, but that's a real hard thing to figure out, you know, when is it me, and when is it Mm -hmm. really the school itself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing I think recently that really has been making me think twice about where I work is really curriculum issues. <clears throat> that's really come to the fore. I think I've been doing this job long enough to know that, you know, I can pretty much deal with the admin side. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with experience and also being in Japan, learning how to deal with that and how to make sure that you're, you know, following the rules, but you know, doing exactly what needs to be done and doing the correct thing in the classroom, even though that might not be explicitly stated. But um, there, sometimes there are curriculum things as you said especially in coordinated programs that just make things really difficult that take away your ability and your freedom to actually be an effective you know classroom teacher right and that's kind of there's a big movement towards that i think more and more i'm seeing more and more schools with these you know specific um rules and you know and i think the hardest thing this is a little bit off topic that is making things difficult for me at a number of places is that there are these, um, well, I guess adaptations of things like rubrics, for example, that everybody thinks are really a great idea and that are going to make people's teaching more effective. And they're implemented by people who really don't understand what they're for. (laughs) Stop. Are you, Go ahead.
0: No, I, I no. gave you your opening. I gave uh, you your opening. No, no, it isn't that.
1: Another episode. <laughs> Finally, okay. <for> another episode. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean by this. Oh this, yes, I do. Right. You know, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, And I, I, I know of one place that they are implementing things, and they use terminology, and they use the terminology incorrectly. It creates more work for people, and the net result is that. It's not becoming um, a tool for improving people's teaching or reflection. It's just becoming busy work because of the way it's implemented. Um, but again, it's that's just a continuation, let's say, of other kinds of policies. What I mean by this is uh, the example you gave where you're at a program, it's allowed to know teachers to have a significant amount of autonomy it's trusted the teachers to create positive learning experiences design the classroom create the curriculum for that class and then they suddenly within a year or two change into this coordinated program that obviously is designed by someone who you know you you look at it and you kind of go does this person ever (laughs) ever ever taught in a classroom number one but The the big gripe and this sometimes is what really makes me think is a good indicator that it's time to move on But it's so common that it means you'd be moving on from every job is whatever people institute change. They never ask part-timers Anything Mm. about what do you need? What would what's working? What's not working? How can we make any changes? um and that is always a hard thing too, so if you're at a school that's implemented changes that you just cannot adapt to that you know irk you too much in the sense of you know your priorities or beliefs about teaching then it's time to move on as well but i think we're seeing more and more of that yeah, what, yeah. a lot of what i'm going to call heavy-handed top downed heavy-handedness top-downedness or something mm-hmm.
0: top-down you know not just top-down
1: yeah. but it's really heavy hand and yeah, yeah i'm Really, what I hear from a lot of people is that a lot of these curriculum changes are being made by people who don't have a lot of experiences being educators. Yeah, surprise, surprise. I know, I know. So (laughs) that is not a reason to quit, by the way, because that is the norm.
0: Right. You find a way to find a way to work with it or
1: around it. that kind of thing. For example, when somebody says, yeah, you know, I, I can't work at this school anymore. The people who are making decisions just have no idea about language teaching, or you know, they they're not experienced language teachers, or well, they're that's not. That's probably going to do it
0: at the next school too. Exactly. exactly, exactly. What it is about it that that they're doing wrong, and and how you can best work with it around it. Right. But okay. But saying, so let's say, all right. So you decide to quit. Anyway, how to quit? How to quit. When. And one one before we get into that, one caveat that we that I think, especially if you're not in Japan, we need to address right away is that, um, in the Japanese work world, the work society, people don't quit. And when um, a person does decide to quit, coworkers, and this is this is the general work world, right? The work the, the work society, not specific to the universities at all. But when someone is quitting, someone decides to quit or announces they're going to quit. Other people, superiors, coworkers, don't know how to act. Uh, in in the West, an annual turnover is up just under ten percent. So people are quitting all the time. Um, you know, you know, there's going away parties, say good luck, blah blah blah. You know, in many cases, people don't know what to do. And what? Ha- and if you're younger and haven't done this before. Um, be prepared for a little weirdness. of from if it's you know the, if the administration is mostly Japanese or if a lot of your coworkers are Japanese, um, people don't know how to handle that really well. So there might be some weirdness once you make your announcement. So, and Charles, I ask you, it's like, you're going to decide to quit a school, and um, I I made some some notes for myself, it. like, so. Um, given the Japanese academic year, which begins in April for, for people outside the country, um, first semesters from April until let's say the beginning of August now, um, second semester, late September, early October through the end of January, sometimes into February. When do you announce that you're leaving? Do you do it in August? Do you do it? At the end of the first semester, do you do it in December before the winter vacation? Do you do it in January when you come back from the winter vacation? Or do you do it at the end of March? <laughs> I guess it really depends
1: how badly you've been treated and how vindictive you want to be, right? I think that's where you're going. With that's this, right,
0: right. That's right. That's right. And um, and also the idea and the other thing that, you know, to, to, for people to consider, right, Um. A private announcement versus the public announcement, right? So you've got to, you know, to you know, if you've got a coordinator that you, you know, that's been that's treated you well, and you kind of like it's like, well, you know, let him let him or her know, like, before the summer break, right in August, like, you know what you were talking, we were talking about next year is like, I might not be here. I just want, to, I'm not sure. Well, I'm gonna, just want to give you a heads up so that they can start when they start getting you know the CVs from from other people they know that they might have a spot that they might need to fill and that is so important for for a person in that position cuz um yeah anyway if they if they if, <laughs> if they've got a brain and if they're responsible i mean that is one of the most important tasks that they've got one of the most important responsibilities is is filling those teaching slots and, um, you want to give them every opportunity that they can to do that. And of course, on the other hand, (laughs) at the other end of the spectrum, um, there are some places that, yeah, deserve a March dump.
1: However, um, However yeah. much they deserve it. Yeah. It's not the something re- you the, really want to do. You
0: don't you really want you got, to. You got in your career, you got You get maybe one bullet. You got okay. w-
1: one time to do that. Not, I don't know. I think in Japan you have multiple times. Um, I We we know too many people. Well, we know too many people who continually are employed who should not be. Mm-hmm. Right. We yes. know too many of those people. Yes. And it is possible for people to do those things. But I think I want to first off say – um i think japan's changed and especially in the part-time university teaching gig they are used to people moving on Mm -hmm. that's different Mm -hmm. so you're not talking and you're talking about being at a school one time or two times a week most most people don't notice yeah if but what you're talking about when a full-time job that you've been at for five or seven years ten years and you decide to move on people get weirded out by that but they're still beginning to adjust to that more and more the thing i think you have to think about is Number one, did you get the job through an advertisement, through an announcement, and you didn't have anybody bring you into the school?
0: Uh, Very good point.
1: Right. Because if somebody brought you into the school and you decide you're not coming back, you have no options. As soon as you know you're not coming back, you have to go to that person and ask. Basically, you have to ask them if you're going to do it the real Japanese way, you ask them permission to leave. Hmm. (laughs) Right. Um, You just say, look. And you have to inform that person first and then usually they will handle everything for you.
0: Yeah, good. advice. Um, good advice, right?
1: That's really key. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've had one situation where somebody brought me in and Things turned sour and I feel you know bad that I had to do what I had to do But that was just pretty much like, you know, a really bad place turned into being a bad place to work but if somebody you've gotten a job through somebody who knew somebody who introduced you, then you must follow that chain. Basically, you know, whoever is at the school who was that connection to you and you cannot do anything to hurt that person. That's right. Because they end up carrying the weight for that. Yep. 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 So that's one thing. Number two, then let's say assume that that's not the case and you got the job through the traditional usual or what we would consider traditional usual ways of getting a job. You responded to an announcement Then it's nice because most schools now get in the habit of sending out a paper around June. July, I think, where they ask you, what are your plans for Mm. the following year? Mm. Um, And that's nice. So you just simply say you won't be returning and they've got that. The thing is, is that from October is basically hiring period. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And most decisions really are completely made because what people don't understand is that when a part time and we're talking about part time or part time positions here, mainly a part time position has to be approved at the professor's meeting. So you're looking at. You know something has to be approved in February if February you're looking only with one month to go before school starts. So usually the more lead in time you can give to somebody is fine if it's a school that's treated you reasonably well they send out the forms then you just respond to the form and say that you won't be coming back and they'll deal with that. If you're at a school, I can't believe that there are schools that don't do this anymore where they don't send out a form asking you about the following year. Then I think if you know you're not coming back the following year, then at the end of the semester, it's pretty much a good time to tell somebody that you're not coming back. I think telling, and the latest is really October.
0: Beginning of the second semester, yeah.
1: Yeah, November, middle November, you're getting pretty late. Um, A January, February, you know, notice is that's pretty short term, Mm -hmm. short time. Um, And again, wouldn't suggest that. That has to be pretty dire circumstances. Right. You know, something's really gone south in January, you know, for you to say that in February you're leaving. Um, Do you ever
0: think about, is it ever... Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to use the word excusable, but just to bounce the situation off of you, quitting mid semester, <laughs> just just walking away. So I don't know if you remember, there was a guy. Jet Blue, I believe it was. He was a uh, flight attendant, and uh, they were uh, they hadn't taken off yet. They're still at, at the airport. I don't know if they're on the runway or at the gate. And um, he got the mic. I don't know what what the incident was. He he got the mic. He cursed out the passengers, exited (laughs) through the emergency slide (laughs) onto onto, onto the tarmac and just walked away.
1: (laughs) Now, I know you've had classes like
0: that, and I know that I have.
1: Um, Wow, what a great concept, an emergency exit slide in the classroom. You just put out the window and you're gone. Oh, man. Um, but I haven't quit a school. I, I I actually well Okay, yes, yeah. I think there are excusable times, Tony. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and these are extreme. I think if you find that you're about to verbally abuse a kid,
0: mm. that
1: you you're really at the point where you can't control yourself anymore. Well to leave you a classroom
0: but not to quit your job.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there might be real serious personal reasons. Mm. Okay, you know, I think for family reasons something emergency comes up in the family. But usually to you know, this is not a two week notice position. That's something people need to know is that everything has been planned out. And if you quit in the middle, it's just it impacts. Yeah, no, it has to be really, really extreme. I think it has to be an emergency situation for that to be OK would yeah. be my immediate response. I don't know. Do you have.
0: No, just just throwing a hypothetical. So let's say, for example, right, so there's a um, there's a school that you have wanted to teach at. You know that it's a good situation. You see you've seen the kids, you know, the salary, you know, the people who work there, blah, blah, blah. And one of their teachers um, quits or dies or has major health things and is gone. There's, it's a second week, and this they semester. have an
1: immediate and they have an immediate. Opening.
0: They have an immediate opening that says, "Charles, is there any way that you can cover these classes for us on Wednesday?" And you're already working someplace else on Wednesday that you're not really happy at.
1: I'd be really, really tempted, but I'd have <laughs> to. would I'd, I'd, I'd end up saying no.
0: I, I think I'd, I think I'd say no too. But
1: right, but with the, I have to say this and this is going to maybe irk some people, is a lot of the institutions I've worked for, or not a lot, let me just say, there's a X number of institutions I have worked for that did not deserve loyalty. There are an equal number of institutions that had earned my loyalty and deserved my loyalty, and most are somewhere in the middle, and for me it's just, I don't do that. Mm. But if I would have been working at a place that had let's say, yeah, I, I, I couldn't do it. No, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have in a cup in two situations, um, left with short notice. One was an extreme situation, but I had informed some, actually that was the, the one situation was that I was on, um, you remember this story where I was on a year to year contract, even though I'd been promised a four year contract and um, I had not been given the next year's contract, mm. even though the new semester was arriving. And, you know, I think it's traditional if you're on a year to year contract that the contract or the confirmation is given to you. But that mm. was not there. And so I, I had also informed somebody that I was looking and they had OK, but they were still pretty shocked when I told them that mm. I was leaving. The other situation was. Um. Where there was a a job offer very much at the, given to me in February for the following um spring semester, but at that point, um the people told me that they would handle all the negotiations no that that would go from the you know head of school to the head of school you know between them, and that they would handle all that so I thought okay that's a slightly different situation, but then again, in both those situations in both those situations i would say that there was a history of, and not just with one situation, but numerous, numerous, um, you know, times where people had been treated improperly and incorrectly at the schools. Right, right. And interestingly enough, um, the schools were completely upset at when people left early and refused to acknowledge that they had ever treated people inappropriately. Mm. So usually most schools even, Yeah. You know, I mean, I know people who have gotten like job offers really, really late in the semester and the good schools have just said, gee, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. Do you know anybody who can replace you? Mm -hmm. That would be, I think, the other thing, Tony, now that I'm thinking about it, if you get let's say it's an opportunity, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. But I guess I've learned in life that there are a few once in a lifetime opportunities (laughs) or they just have never come across to me. But usually, if you're going to do something like that, make sure you've got somebody you can say, look, I'm really sorry to trouble you. Something came up. I can't turn it down. However, I do have somebody you can trust. Sure. I trust completely who can walk in and completely take over. Mm-hmm. And I will work with them on this. Then you have a better foundation to work. Mm-hmm. But I think just walking away, I don't know. What do you think?
0: No, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. It's yeah. – yeah, it's – ways as you said, there there are some institutions that have done nothing to inspire loyalty of any kind, and you know, there've been hostile actions toward teachers, and you know we've done union action and yada yada. So right, right, they've had um, absolutely
1: no concern at all for the for, teachers. for the teacher. So it's like and
0: okay, that you get you know turn fair play, but right.
1: But, and it's not a one off thing either it's but, continuous
0: right and but then you got you know your own your personal self and you got to look at yourself in the mirror you got your own integrity um you know whatever you think about your um commitment to your students or how much you've taught already and and so forth and so on so that's uh, a tough one uh, but generally i think i pretty much agree with everything that you said
1: yeah i think it's something we don't talk about mm. um and I think it's a real important thing is to sit back and, you know, people don't want to hear this, I think, at institutions. But, you know, the the, the the good places to work don't hold that against you. And in fact, a good thing is if you were to say, I'm sorry, something has come up. And I mean, I again, as I said, I would it would have to be I, I think it would have to be like a. What, um, you know, king of the world, you've been offered the position of king of the world. <laughs> it would have to be pretty extreme for me mm. to accept a, an offer like that. But I'm not going to pass judgment on other people. But what I do know is when I've had to move on, um, there's been two camps. One is the ones that's always said we really appreciate your working here and the others have given you the cold shoulder, given Mm -hmm. me the cold shoulder. And it's amazing because those actually represent the good places and the not so good places to work. Mm. But you don't, I think this loyalty thing, I think that's also an age thing where you wanna be loyal to an organization, but if they haven't treated you well, and there are certain places, and everybody knows this, that really do not treat people well. We're seeing that in the news right now in Japan, right? With what is it? It's Dentsu. Dentsu. Yeah. The advertising company yep. where they they overwork people. They and you know they they've they just don't get it. Mm. You know, if you're at a place like that, do you really think you owe them anything? Mm. Would be my response. Mm whereas i've worked at places that have treated me so well i've had great people and i would never you know i would tell somebody there no you can't do this this is these are good people here you've got to just bite the bullet so it's here's where you invoke the japanese case by case right
0: yeah and the other thing to keep in mind uh when facing this kind of decision or even like deciding when to announce that you're leaving things um is in this situation, as in all others, what one teacher does affects all the other teachers. And not only at the one school, but if one teacher's done it, then in the administration's eyes, you've all done it. And we all get painted with the same, uh same brush. They'll get tarred the same way. And if one, and you know, crazy stories, right? Um, Infamous story about, you know, one teacher, like back in nineteen ninety 1990 something nineteen ninety six ninety seven ninety eight um was using photocopier for his um amway or new skin sales thing and got caught in for I, I may i don't know maybe still to this day. Well, the teachers don't have direct access to photocopy machines. They have to submit their work a week in advance and the staff does it for them. Um, so yeah, one person abused the privilege. All the other teachers suffer for it.
1: Right. That's the early vacation problem.
0: Right. And yeah, and it's uh, somebody else who like habitually like, you know, ends their classes 20 minutes early. Well, suddenly there's a policy that you have to be in your class until the bell ring. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yeah um uh, I, the the people who are going to do this aren't listening to this show and even if they are there it's not going to change their behavior but um for just a, a kind of general thing to keep in mind is like yeah whatever you're doing whether it's the way you dress how often you're late when, when you're doing it, it 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 impacts the rest of us too so just a thought
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> please well, I think most of the people listening to the show are on the side that we're on. We're kind of, yeah, oh, right, right. if you're oh, yeah, listening right, to the right. show, then show, yeah, it's, it's, it's like not again. to the choir, oh, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, right. You're watching that person do that. And you're going, oh, no, not mm. again. And, you know, it's it's pretty amazing how uniform like, people agree, identify, you know, and it's usually long t- what they call the long timers, the old timer guys, who you know, people. Guys and gals who uh, get upset about that. But I would say usually you don't want to do that. You want to act, you know, in a positive professional manner. Even when faced with unprofessionalism, you want to try to carry on as much as possible. But but just get used to this fact you ain't getting any medals for that. Right. And don't expect to be recognized. But, you know, when you're having a beer with somebody, you can gripe about it. But there's just a lot of things that aren't going to be recognized. And Mm. at this point, you know, we should do a shout out to. All the adjuncts in the United States who are being treated really badly oh. and poorly, wow. right, yeah. and you look at the way those people are being treated, and you know it's just um you know i we get treated still even it takes a lot for us to get close to being treated that poorly i think the way they're treated in the United states don't mm. you think tony
0: i I'm not sure I, I think these are people I, not making a living I, wage I think you're I think. right, I think you're right um but I'm not that sure about it, because yeah, okay, they're not making a living wage. But how many hours a week are they working?
1: Okay, we can look at it that way. But how? I think a lot of people are do, moving a lot between classes and stuff. Sure, I'm just, sure, I'm sure. Just, but but saying, I don't know how many of them are like. So say, okay. I'm,
0: for me, I'm I'm making a living wage, and I'm in the classroom 27, 28 hours a week.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to make a shout out to
0: people. Yeah, you know? and I know uh, Hey, brothers and arms, that. man. Brothers and yes, arms, right. absolutely. Brothers,
1: sisters, um, <laughs> but the the main point I'm just trying to make is that most of the time you want to conduct yourself as you know, I've it's I got to wake up to myself in the morning mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. usually do mm-hmm. wake up to myself either with, a, you know, slapping my 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 <laughs> head, my hand onto my forehead saying, I can't believe I took that much garbage and still continue to take that much garbage and don't leave to, you know, waking up and saying, yeah, I acted the proper way. Mm. And you're, it's it's to me, it's it's two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm usually unhappy that I should have done, you know, in retrospect, too. Usually it kind of can be a little bit different. So, But I think the thing is, again, the main takeaway here is that it's really important how you've come into the school and making sure that the person who you're connected to. Is treated, you know, is the first to know it is treated respectfully, and that you make sure that it doesn't negatively impact on them. And then the second thing is how it's going to impact on your colleagues. And if you're not, if you've been brought in in just a regular way and there is nobody, you've got to think also how is this going to impact your colleagues at that job? Hmm. Okay. I think we covered it pretty much.
0: I think so. And maybe just one small thing we talked and I think what you just said was really important. Um, it's the people who've gotten you the jobs and things. And this one is kind of a, a red herring. It's like actually somebody, um, it's a former supervisor, tried to, you know, having one discussion about leaving. And it's like, well, you know, well, what about, what about the students, man? You, you're You're not going to be able to have that, you know, the students here are really going to not benefit from your teaching. And I says, well, you know, that's true, but you know, I'm, I'm going to be working somewhere else <laughs> the same day and I'm going to be doing the same thing. And if I don't do that, then those kids aren't going to have the benefit either. So you don't want to, as we said you know earlier, so we don't, it's really not, probably not a good idea if you're having like a really positive classroom experience at a particular school, it's probably not a good idea to walk away from that because that's not very easy to get. Um, mm. But uh, don't feel guilty ab- about it because you know you're gonna do what you do wherever you do it, and um, yeah, that that's still gonna happen. And uh, don't let someone keep you in a in a situation that's making you unhappy um, mm. for for that reason,
1: right? Right, and that's that's it. If the situation you're in is making you unhappy, and it's not. Just able to stay on that day or during those times and it's bleeding into the rest of your life, then you need to leave. Yes. But you should be able to recognize that far sooner than February. <laughs> <laughs> My- <laughs> and that, that's the important thing, is you have to be honest with yourself because I know a lot of people who will or not I don't know, I, I don't want to stop using these terms a lot over or some or many, right? But that's I do funny. know people who end up giving notice in December and say, I just can't do this anymore, even though they've been unhappy for a year or more. Or more, yeah. Right. You got to be really ruthlessly honest and say, oh man, I'm not having a good time here. It's not enjoyable. I need to go away. And you got to be really honest about that. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's the key is just looking in because what happens is as time gets closer and closer to renewal, renewal, that forces you to make decisions. Just try to make that decision a little bit sooner for the benefit of everybody and you'll also be happier yeah. in fact i knew somebody who um you know was unhappy at a school and they decided in like may or june that they weren't coming back the following year and they gave notice and the school said fine and they said they had their best year of teaching at that <laughs> school because they somehow that freed them up to you know be able to go into the classroom and it, with a different kind of you know headspace
0: yeah well the, the, nothing makes work more enjoyable than not having to work
1: Oh vacations, vacations, vacations. But, but I mean, maybe not it.
0: having to work, right? It's like it's like, no, I don't have to do this, I'm choosing to do this. You know, it's a real well, that's mindset, that's right? the ideal like, situation, right? Yeah. 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 And the thing is, other thing is that when you make it you, when, once you make your decision to leave a place, you decided and you don't look back. Look ahead. Yeah. I mean, look at the next place. Don't don't second guess yourself. Don't okay. look back. Don't think, oh, it could have been this, or maybe they're gonna say, like, No, 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 no. You made a decision. Okay, you decided. Let's go. Move on. Mm. At that, right. that chapter's over. Let's yes. go. New chapter.
1: Right. And it's really important to say that the chapter's over because in Japan, usually when you quit someplace, you're never coming back. Correct. That's something really important. If they offer a full-time position and you were part-time and you quit, you ain't getting it. If they have an opening again for some classes you <laughs> And if you you're really a part-time, want... you're not
0: going to get it either. Most right. Of
1: the well, most of the time, right. But I'm saying also you're also not going to most likely get a part-time job again right. at the same place. Correct. Correct, most correct. universities will not rehire people who have left right okay all right that's a good place to stop i think tony yeah
0: end of the chapter
1: <laughs> uh, yes right okay when to quit okay i know it's time for us to quit now <laughs> right that's kind of tacky but okay charles Wiz. tony silva and we are everything and everything and everything in front of <laughs> two teachers talking just at whatever right or that's behind it. two teachers talking at something yes and we'll be there talking.com and we'll be here and we're not quitting anytime in the new future so Tony enjoy yes. the rest of the semester right <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> a little, a little dribs and drabs yeah Just it's and all, the upcoming it's, break Yay.
1: yes yes okay talk to you soon bye All right.